everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is. Welcome one and all ladies, gentlemen, child, children, kings, queens, in-betweens. Welcome to the inaugural, inaugural, <laughs> inaugural episode of The Shindig. <laughs> this is our first episode of our new podcast. And uh, the objective here of our podcast is we're going to teach you some things. You're going to learn a little bit of crap. We're going to introduce you to some very fine people who do some very interesting things. And uh, hopefully you pick up on something that uh, maybe you didn't know about, maybe you're more interested in. But uh, for the very first episode, for the inaugural episode, <laughs> I have the most talented, most wonderful, most punctual person oh. I've ever met in my whole life. He's full of lies because I'm not punctual. This is the great Crystal Shinrock. This is, this is my wife. Welcome, Hello, Crystal. Everyone. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, <laughs> you can't get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you literally live in the same house and work in the same house and and pay the mortgage in the same house yes well i do want to thank you for devoting your time um why are you on here what is it that you do for work i work for a what they call cdh which is consumer driven healthcare. um really it's a fancy word for spending accounts that are pre-tax pre-tax spending accounts yes um we're gonna find out what those are yes <laughs> and uh why you might be interested you the audience might be interested in exploring them for yourself so uh your company does what with spending accounts um we manage them so if your employer was to offer it to you we would be the ones kind of behind the scenes making sure that it it goes through because they're not the experts gotcha gotcha okay so like my company might offer spending accounts but they don't want to manage them so they'll outsource them to your company and then you're the ones that are controlling them so when i say when we say spending accounts what are you talking about well let me first just you know kind of do the legalese and just tell you that I'm not a tax advisor. I'm not a lawyer. Um, I, this is also my opinion, not my company's or any other companies. But um, so just to get that out of the way. I think you'd be a great lawyer. Thank you. Probably an accountant too. I don't want to go back to school. So How many episodes of Law & Order have you seen? Probably all of them. All of them. <laughs> what's your dun, favorite? Dun. <laughs> what, what's your favorite Law & Order? Is there a favorite? It's not like a oh the the I thought you meant episode. I'm like they're really not like what's the follow up happy, <laughs> <laughs> but um SVU duh. No, have not seen a happy episode of SVU. No, but it's still the best one. I agree. The show Stabler <laughs> and Benson and Benson. They're Stabler. great. Tutuola. Okay. That's <laughs> Spending accounts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what types of spending accounts are there? Well, there's several. I think the two that I'll probably focus on um, are the HSA, which is a health savings account, and the FSA, which is a flexible spending account. There's also HRAs, but those are more employer-funded. So if you have them, they're great. But I'll, I figured um, I'll stay focused on the ones you get to choose and fund yourself. I like it. I like it. Uh, I heard you say HSA. What is an HSA? So an HSA, I mean, I guess I'll just have to tell you the differences. HSA and FSA are both spending accounts that use your money. So you, you withhold money from your paychecks. And 
um, then spend it for your out-of-pocket medical expenses that you were al- already going to incur. So, you know, the reason I wanted to come on here and tell people about it is when I worked for a cell phone company when I first got out of college, I had great offers. They had great benefits. But I looked at it and I always heard in college, you know, put money into your 401k. Start really young if you want to retire, you know, at a reasonable age. And so I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. But what no one told me is there's other vehicles, you know, for different pieces of what you're going to spend that also save you money. And so I never signed up for any of the programs. Fast forward to moving to Florida when I moved industries and learned about all this for the first time so I could explain it to customers. I realized it was crazy the money left on the table for all those years. And just it's so overwhelming when you're reading that paperwork, when you sign up for your benefits that you, you know, barely can get through your medical plan and then you just are burnt out to make any other decisions. So hopefully I can give a little more insight on these. I hope you can too. You've explained this to me about 10 times and I still don't get it. (laughs) Well, that doesn't uh, lend itself to thinking I'm going to make any difference for anyone else then. (laughs) No, you're going to explain it. Somebody smarter than me is going to listen to this and then recite it back to me like I'm a five-year-old. So health savings account and flexible spending account, both of them do the same thing. So essentially, if I think about what I'm going to spend for the year going to the doctor and I have a $25 copay or I go buy my prescription drugs um, from, you know, allergies or whatever you take um, or I'm going to go to the dentist. This year, I know I'm going to do that. I know I'm going to get contact lenses. Um, I know I'm going to buy Band-Aids. You know, whatever you're going to do. Um, you know, I sit down at the beginning of the year. You calculate what that cost is going to be. And both of these plans let you put that money aside from your paycheck before your employer taxes it or the government really taxes you on that money. Mm, okay. So you're not paying taxes on the money you put towards these plans right nice yeah which is huge you know when you uh really sit down and calculate what the average american you know their tax bracket if you're putting aside you know um i don't even know maybe seven thousand dollars think about the 12 percent tax you pay on that a lot i know i have a <laughs> yes, calculator good math me. good math pretend a i'm tucking that in yeah, but I mean, it's it's definitely in the hundreds or thousands, depending on how much you can afford to put aside. Sure. What's the difference between an HSA and an FSA, a health savings account and a flexible spending account? So they can definitely work in tandem or apart. You can sign up for either one. HSAs have a little more stipulations for you to be eligible, but they also have some additional advantages. So um, both of them are for eligible medical, dental, vision, prescription, and over-the-counter. But to have an HSA, you have to be in a high deductible health plan. So what that means is you have a higher, you know, out-of-pocket expense and deductible before you, um, you know, hit your max and they start covering more of your medical, which is a whole nother topic. But you just look for that high deductible health plan. Your employer. That's the key word. Yeah. If they, if they offer it, they're going to show you that that's the high deductible plan. Gotcha. And that's when you can have an HSA. Right. Okay. An FSA, you can have it with any you know medical plan or even if you don't have a medical plan through your employer, you can still sign up for the FSA if they offer it. Which one should I have? 
For you, you should have both. Um, we use our HSA um, for um, our retirement. So for you and I, you know, both I really want to retire younger than 65, and my goal is 50. Um, I think we've decided for you that yours is 60. We we, <laughs> we, decided we decided that. So that we have medical coverage. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> um, the way we use our HSA is we put the max in. We're really, you know, blessed that we can do that. And I know it's taken some budgeting for us. Um, but we put in the max that we can do. And so we kind of set that aside and are saving that up for expenses in retirement. Now they're only for you said they're only for medical expenses, right? Medical, dental, vision, prescription, and over-the-counter drugs. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I'm assuming that because we're putting money into our HSA for our retirement, which you may not know this audience, you can't see us, but we are actually not 50 and 65 years old. <laughs> not yet. In the moment. Not yet. Feels like it. We did a workout today. <laughs> did not go well. So I'm guessing that money stays in the account. For an HSA, it does. Um, so that's why I kind of we use that one as like a almost kind of like a 401k, but for medical expenses. So, um, you know, the it's kind of a triple tax advantage account. And that's fancy words for saying the money doesn't get taxed on your paycheck when when you withhold it. You know, they look at your income after that money's out okay. for taxation. It You can invest it. So it's accruing interest kind of like in 401k. Yes, and we do. Um, and then you can also take out the money pre-tax. You know, you're not taxed on it when you withdraw it if it's for the medical expenses that I covered. So it's pre-tax if you withdraw funds and pay for medical expenses. Can you pay for other expenses that aren't medical? Not with the FSA ever um, and not with the HSA until you're 65. Once you're 65, you can either... Save it for medical expenses. I mean, there's definitely going to be a lot of medical expenses in your older years. I think you and I were looking at some figures, and when you're in your 60s, it's like 12000 a year for a couple. And then when you get in your 70s, it's closer to 21000 a year. So Is this medical expenses? Yeah, just medical expenses. Just medical expenses. Yeah, for one year. Maybe we shouldn't retire. I know, but we're going to try it. That's why we're investing in our HSA. So, you know, we're saving our money what so for that you know future state um other people don't though and that's okay it's really a you know whatever you need it for some people use it for their expenses for that year and they're only putting away what they know they're going to spend because they want that pre-tax advantage up front some people can't you know afford to put that much in mm -hmm. and we couldn't when we started out absolutely so you know in the beginning we were just putting what we were spending um, on our doctor visits because I had, like, the PET scans and stuff. So in the beginning, we were spending it all. Um, but you can use an FSA either differently or on top of it. And so an FSA, if you have an HSA, can only be used for dental and vision. The FSA so, can only yeah, be used. Okay. If you pair them. Okay. Um, the I, that's an IRS regulation. So it's just making sure that you don't get over, you know, what is the word? I don't know. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's shift gears. Let's talk more about flex spending accounts, FSAs. So you can have 
both at the same time. Right. But if you have both, the FSA can only be used for vision and dental. What if you yes. only have an FSA? Then it can be used for all the things I listed before, which are called 213D expenses, that medical, dental, vision, prescription, and over-the-counter expenses. And so it, let, let's pretend you're not in the HSA because it gets complicated and you're okay. just in the FSA. Uh, we just have At this point, we just have an yeah. FSA. Okay. It's a little more work in that uh, a couple things. It's really important to understand this. It's use it or lose it. So unlike the HSA where you can save it for retirement, an FSA is really for that annual expense. You want to sit down and get a rough estimate of what you're going to spend for the year. The nice thing is the IRS allows a buffer. I think it's usually like $570 if your employer lets you roll it over. It's optional. So really read the fine print on the FSAs just to make sure you know if you can overestimate a little bit. If they don't offer a rollover, you want to really sit down and be like, okay, I know my contacts are $100. I know my dental visit has, a, you know, I'm probably going to get a root canal this year. Um, I know I'm going to go to my doctor twice a year and it's $25 a piece. I know I need a new, um, you know, first aid kit, you know, and get a rough estimate because you're going to have to send in receipts proving those expenses. You usually get a debit card, swipe it just like your credit card, pay for those things. But then you have to do a little bit of homework, uh, which people don't love, but that is the IRS making you do it, not your employer. Um, that shows that it's an eligible expense. So the nice thing is companies like mine are making sure that it's eligible and will tell you if it's not. So you don't have to try to go read the IRS website and figure out what all items are eligible. So if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> so let's say hypothetically, I figure it's, it's January, it's whatever, it's my plan year, I'm opting into benefits. Right. And they, my company offers a flex spend account, and mm -hmm. I think uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that tooth pulled this mm -hmm. year. It's gonna be I don't, what is a tooth cost? Thousand dollars? I don't okay. know. Yeah, let's say that. I, that's probably not even close to true. <laughs> I have no idea. No. Okay, so I'm going to say I'm gonna contribute one thousand dollars to my FSA, and there's a very good chance by the end of the year I'm gonna spend all of it because yeah. I'm getting that tooth pulled. Yes. Now, if I don't get that tooth pulled, now it's next year. And my plan year is about to end. And I have $1,000 in my FSA. I'm just going to lose it? Yes. And you, you can, you know, stomp your feet. You can cry about it. And it's still gone. And nobody can make an exception. So you really want to make sure you know the rules. Now, some, like I said, some employers allow like a $570 rollover. Um, so then you would only lose 500 ish of it. Only lose $500. Yeah, I know. We're not that rich. Well, that's why I'm saying it's so important to calculate when you're in an FSA. So why would... So it sounds like the FSA is a little bit more stringent. It is. Rules. It is. And I, well, I guess in some ways it is, in some ways it's not. I mean, you don't have to be in that same high deductible health plan. So you have the flexibility to have a lower out-of-pocket expense um, if you're in those, you know, lower deductible plans. That you pay a little more in your premiums on your paycheck, but you still know you're going to have medical expenses. It's still a no-brainer as long as you're being responsible with how you enroll. I got So there's a lot of factors to consider. It's what is my yeah. plan? You know, am I eligible for an HSA? Right. Am I not? Um, 
would an FSA benefit me, even if I was eligible for an HSA? How do you juggle all that in your head as you're signing up for benefits through your employer? <laughs> I think it's reading. You know, I think it's, um, you know, they put all that out there. It's just having the concept in your head before you go in. But really, it's just sitting down and calculating your expenses. Like, what do I think I'm going to spend in the next year? Am I am I eligible for an HSA? HSA is kind of nice, too, if you're a little bit lazier. It's hilarious. But you don't have to send in the receipts um, for an HSA. Obviously, if you're ever audited, maybe you would need the, that shoebox. But you don't have to send those in as you go. And you can be a little lazier in your calculations because it'll roll year to year. For an HSA, as soon as you enroll, you can submit expenses until the money's depleted. So even though I, if I just put in $1,000 this year and then I kind of forget about it and it sits in a bank account and accrues a few pennies because I was silly and didn't invest it, even then I could spend it in 10 years, 15 years. So, you know, and I don't have to submit the receipts right away. You know, I only need to produce them if I'm audited. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I feel eye-opened. My eyes are open. You're going to remember this time. I am. I have a record <laughs> of it. <laughs> You're going to listen when you forget. Yes. We, like we do, of course, understand that uh, this is more of a privileged option. We know there are people, we've been those people that don't have money right. extra. We need every penny out of our paycheck. Yeah, we've been there. Yes. More so, than once. Yes. <laughs> so um, this would be applicable probably to people that are looking for ways to save some of their money, especially when it comes to medical expenses. Right. I mean, a 20-year-old that's not going in a high-deductible health plan and isn't going to go to the doctor this year because they just don't want to and they're procrastinating about it, you should go to the doctor at least to get your checkup. But, hey, now I'm sounding like a mom. Um, I just mean you don't have to do the full max. So, like, with an FSA you could do $2,850 as a single person or $5,700 as a family. With the, the yeah, and with the HSA, it's even higher. You can do 3650 as a single person or 7300 as a fa- you know as a married couple. But you don't have to do that much. That's the point of it. I mean, with an FSA and you're you know, living paycheck to paycheck, think about what your buffer is. Even if you know you're going to spend $1,000 this year, but you really can't afford to have that money taken out up front of your paycheck, then, you know, budget for that and put in, two, you know, do 200 even though you're going to spend 1000 The cool thing about the FSA is that it's upfront funded. So it actually helps people who don't have as much money. The HSA is a little bit different. It's like a bank account. You have to build up that money, right? So what does upfront funded mean? What that means is if I say I'm going to enroll and I need $1,000 for my medical expenses, even though it's going to – like your employer looks at your 26 pay periods of the year and divides that money out evenly across all your pay periods. But you get that money up front. So say I break my arm on January 2nd. Obviously, that money hasn't come out of my paycheck yet because I've only been covered from one day. I could spend that $1,000 right then. So it actually is a benefit to somebody who doesn't have a lot of money. The thing you have to do is you know it's going to keep coming out of your paycheck to kind of pay it back. That's the FSA. Right. That is handy. It is. I noticed um, one benefit that I actually know of of an Mm. HSA is my company not only offers one, but they offer an employer match. Yes. That's another that's another value of the 
HSA. Most of the time, they don't do that with the FSA, um, the flexible spending account. But with an HSA, often employers will look at that as another way to, like, you know, draw in talent or give you something back. So very similar to a 401k match, they will match a portion dollar for dollar that you invest. Some just give you money up front without you investing. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different options, but yeah, there's definitely a possibility of having some free money just like your 401k. Well, that's exactly what we're doing is you, the big boss, you're, you're here to tell us about these things so we can all take advantage. If I wanted to learn more about HSAs or FSAs or any other type of spending accounts that we didn't get to cover, uh, is that information freely available anywhere? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely on the IRS website. They're the ones who really regulate the rules and regulations. And I know I said regulate and then I said regulations. Hilarious. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but they, you know, they have all the that stuff on there. But also just go to your benefits administrator you know whoever's offering you those plans call their customer service that's what they're there for they're there to help guide you answer questions they're not going to give tax advice you but there you go too. go to your tax advisor they're going to know about these plans go to your financial advisor they're going to know you know you have a lot of options to go out there and or google it you know this is readily available let me google that for you yeah Am I allowed to say Google? I think so. <laughs> I think it's a verb at this yeah, point. Yeah, like kind of like Kleenex. You have a Kleenex. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we only have puffs in this house. Oh, okay. Well, I call them Kleenex. This has been enlightening. Good. I really feel educated. And nice. I promise you I'm going to remember what you told me this time. I don't believe him. Do you guys believe him? That's a resounding they yes. They said no. They, they did. They said no. The comments will prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. We've Every time we've done a Facebook poll, I think... There's like a 80% support on your side. That's usually true. And then like a 10% support on my side, then a 10% non-response. I was going to say, that doesn't add up. Yeah. It's probably because I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> I chose the wrong rug color, according to the consensus of the world. Oh, the outside rug. Yes. That's right. Yes. And my rug is beautiful. Your rug is beautiful. You did make the right choice. I'm still digging my heels in because apparently the world decided that my view of the plural of titmouse was incorrect. Yours was correct. Oh. <laughs> wow. That, that's another podcast in itself. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not commenting on that. Because <laughs> you're right and you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been terrific. I really do appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Willingly. Thanks. Yeah. Without any for... coercion. Yeah. I didn't get bribed at all. Your cupcakes are on the counter. Yes. <laughs> This has been the first episode of The Shindig. Thank you all for sticking around. Look out for future episodes. We will interview some very interesting, very terrific people about some very interesting, very terrific stuff. I wish you all the best. Stay safe out there. And toodles. Thank you. Bye.